Let's talk. Pat here with Jimmy and Andy. What's up, dudes? What up, fellers? Hey-o. How's everyone's weekend? Good. A lot of fun. Good, good, good. Good stuff. Shitty weather. Fun times in Illinois. Perfect weather for just doing Exactly. Nothing. Love it. I was pretty low-key. This, I mean, I went out, but I didn't, like, go all out, like, last weekend. Um... Because of last weekend, I never want to feel like that again in my life. So, <laughs> too many clongs. That might have been the first and last time that I clong. Oh man, <clears throat> that's a lie. Yeah, that's totally a lie. <laughs> but right now, that's how I feel. Over the two days we were there, I think I ended up doing a lot. Nineteen clongs. <laughs> And one beer bong, and the beer bong was after most of the Saturday night clongs, and I almost threw up on the spot. It was good lord. Yeah, it was. It rough was like a, I, think, I think it was a sixteen ounce can too, so it wasn't like <laughs> I was just hammered. And but that was last weekend. So this weekend, I pretty much just um, Saul and Chilled Morgan a had a wedding shower, and they had two separate taco places come and cook tacos just Damn. on the spot nice that's legit that's awesome yeah so i had uh like 10 to 12 tacos probably <laughs> nice. and then at a certain point just had to take a shit and there was a porta potty outside and then like a bathroom inside for the girls and i was like all right not about to not about to be the guy <laughs> holding up a line right now <laughs> And uh, so I left, and my plan was originally I was going to go to just go to McDonald's or something and then bounce, and then McDonald's is under construction. So I ended up going uh, to mom and dad's, picked up the dog, and then just went home. I just, like, bounced out, <laughs> took a dog, <laughs> and left. I was like, I've gone too far at this point. Uh, the call great. me later. So, yeah, it was a fun weekend. A lot of tacos. <laughs> It's like the complete opposite of last weekend for you. Yes. I feel like I needed it. Over-binged on alcohol, then over-binged on food. I feel like I needed it to just, like, balance out my life. Because Sunday was, like, the worst I think I've ever felt in my life. We went out to Steak and Shake, and I just laid in the car. Yeah, that, that was when I, like, truly knew that you were ruined, was when you texted us that, that your whole family was inside at Steak and Shake. And you just didn't even move from the car. I knew he was ruined when he threw up all over my hat the night before. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, by the way, is as clean as a whistle right now, as you can see. So to my defense, I don't remember throwing up on the hat, but I remember so waking. It never happened. I remember waking up 
at another point throughout the night and noticing throw up on the hat and trying to clean some of it he off. Did, Who yeah. the hell threw up on this yeah, hat? That's Jimmy's favorite hat. What bastard would do this? <laughs> yeah. Got really drunk last night and someone shit in my pants. <laughs> so when I got there yesterday too, the first thing I did, I like just cracked a white claw and was like just drinking it casually. And I was just like, I need, I need some time. <laughs> Dude, we, so. I don't even think we really got to talk about that. Like, okay, so that after the game, after Pat had done literally t- 10 clongs of, of White Claw and 16-ounce Miller Lite, we went to a bar. And this bar, I think we talked about it uh, back in April when we went. Like, you're there at midnight, and there's like six people there. And now within 20 minutes are just way it's, – it's, it's like a video game with bad guys, just waves of college kids walking through the bar. <laughs> now all of a sudden, there's 300 kids there. So we're all hanging out, and Mike's like, where'd Pat go? I'm like, I don't know. And I saw you walking outside. So I walk up to you, and I was like, dude, are you okay? You're like, I want to go home, but I can't find my Uber app. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just trying to bounce out. Yeah, you just trying to leave. And then Dad found you. You were trying to get on a bus to go home like – to, to Lyle. Dad's like, no, I could dude, s- you can't do that. <laughs> okay. Don't remember that. Don't remember that. That was in and rare it is form, funny. it was amazing. I did rearrange my app folders recently, so that is oh, funny well, that, that I couldn't find Oh, that explains why you couldn't find it. Put my Uber app. Yeah, I do that like once a year maybe, and then I just feel so crappy the next day. I regret nothing, though. Like, Mike sent me a video of me jamming out to rock band with him and his friends I saw that. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, just phenomenal stage presence, just phenomenal. owning the moment. It was my voice isn't there, but what's not there with my vocal talent, I make up for with moxie and stage presence. So, no regrets. No Except regrets. for a lot of regrets, actually, about like the amount of clongs I took. But no regrets about how I acted. I tried to hurdle um, a oh, hurdle man, on I the had this track, when I did. <laughs> and I ate it. <laughs> Just hit my God, shin on the hurdle and just fell somersaulted so over he, it. So he ate it, and he was, like, laughing the whole time. And this kid saw it was like, Jesus Christ, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm good. And then I did it. This kid was legitimately worried that Pat was just suffered a career-ending injury. Although your, your shorts may not have made it out okay because you got some blue Clean, stain cleaned. from the from the turf on it. Did it come out? Came out. Okay, all right. We're good. Cold water, a little club soda pre-treat, air dry. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's why None of That's that why I ate 11 tacos yesterday. Was it truly the worst hangover that you've ever had? Uh, I think so. It um, had to have a lot been. of it, it a lot of steak and shake. A lot of it was situationally too. Like um mom gave me something and I was feeling better about like halfway through the time that you guys were in Steak Shake, but uh-huh. I kept just thinking like, oh, they'll probably be out in like five minutes, and then you guys were in there forever because <laughs> they're so slow out there. And uh, but yeah, I just like we we were going to drive home. That's like what was ahead the ahead schedule. So we were basically ended up just being hung over in a car for like four and a half hours, and it was terrible. Yeah. And I couldn't get comfortable because I'm just like in the back seat of a car. And There's like never enough airflow when you're hungover too. Ever. Yeah, I, it's ever, like you get ever, like ever. sometimes I'm like I get kind of like overheated, so I try and like you know 
take my sweatshirt off and then I start getting cold. I'm like, oh my god. So it is, yep. I'm going I poisoned myself. So, yeah. Till next time, but hopefully uh, a little. I'll put a little bit of time until I get like that again. Till the next time we go up to Augie, probably in April. Jimmy, do you know what your worst hangover is? Oh, um, my one of my worst hangovers ever actually came last year after our softball banquet at the bar in December, when I was mm. drinking uh, tequila drinks and shooting whiskey as shots that one was pretty bad but i think the worst one ever came when i was i think 19 maybe 18 somewhere in that range pat you actually had court that day for your drinking ticket over the summer um and mom called me and was like you need to come home and watch mike we have to take pat to court and i was i forget where i was and I was like, oh, shit. Now, the night before, I had been up, and Danny and I were holding each other up, alternating puking on a tree <laughs> because we were drinking Hennessy and Captain Morgan drinks. Oh yeah. Hennessy. Yeah. We, we mixed Hennessy that Danny's idea, and Captain I'm Morgan. Like, that was the mixer, was the Wait, Captain that was Morgan the drink? into the Hennessy. That's how we mixed it. So we were puking uh, on a tree. I woke up. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> So the, you're just are you both standing next to the same tree throwing up? Yes, and like we're holding each other up. So one of us would lean forward and puke, and the other one would support them, and then we'd switch. It was a true best friend bonding moment. But anyway, so I get up from wherever I am, and I took the train home. And it was, again, it's the summer, late July, early August, so it's like 95 degrees at 8 a.m. It's humid. And I'm walking home, and I just start vomiting as I'm walking. And this lady's walking past me to work. She's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, it was a rough night. And I just kept walking. So those two moments stick out as the two worst hangovers of my life. Most times, lately, I've, I've woken up and I'm just still drunk. And then I have like a beer or a drink and I kind of ease in and I'm fine. But those two moments really stick out as, as bad, bad ones for me. All right, Andy, let's hear yours, bud. Since we're talking hangovers. Um, I have two that definitely stick out for me as well. Um, one, I was at a wedding in the city, and the the food for the wedding was not like a sit-down dinner. It was buffet-style, like Like apps. finger foods? Yeah. And so at no point in the night did I like sit down and have a proper meal in my stomach. And I also proceeded to drink about 13 or 14 old fashions. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Sorry. It was a lot. Um, that one sticks out to me for sure. A lot of booze. And that was down in the city. Um, so, again, it was one of those things where not as bad as the drive from Augustana, but still like a trip home from the city is just. It's one of those things where if you woke up in your bed, it would probably it wouldn't have been as bad. Sure. Right. Um, I'm just going to say like the fact that I had to get out of a hotel um, at a reasonable time and get back home was awful. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun. No. Um, the other one that I can think of was um, my birthday a couple of years ago. Um, it was just, it was another, it was another thing of not eating enough. For some reason I got like, 
went out to eat and then I got like a scallops dish, which I don't think I would ever order ever again. You like, ate seafood just as a and meal. then got like, hammered? Right. Oh, Andy Bear. So it was a combination of seafood, not like a substantial meal in my stomach. And then it was just like car bombs, fireball, oh, and beer. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like it's puke. usually situational how bad yeah. the hangover ends. Like, uh, yeah, like that too. What you eat the night before, like where you are, where you end up the next morning. Yep. All that stuff plays a huge part. Like if I get really fucked up like that, but I end up at home, like it makes it so much better the next day because I Absolutely. can just like get comfortable and like go throw up on, at my own house and not have to worry about being a piece of shit the rest of the day. So I, I have two stories to add to this now that you guys both brought things up. One was my 21st birthday. That was actually the only time I've had car bombs in my life because – I really? turned 21 on a Wednesday, so we went to the bar after softball, and at midnight I started drinking because it was Wednesday, they close at 1 a.m., so I had an hour, and I had, I think, eight car bombs in that hour period. <laughs> so I went home, and I actually slept on the toilet that night in the basement, like my body on the ground, my face in the toilet, and I woke up, and again, my birthday's in June, so it was hot the next day, and I had to valet. And I was standing outside in, like, 90-degree weather and had several people like, yeah, we're just going to park ourselves today. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> that would be awesome. So then we had I had to go to the bar again that night because it was my actual birthday, of course, and it still felt like crap. <laughs> had to. And Bab Dick, being the asshole that he is, actually saved my life because he said, let's take a shot of something sweet. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, how about a so-called lime? I said, that sounds great. Well, he brings me a three wise men. What a and I had asshole. no idea, so I, I shoot it, and immediately I ran to the bathroom and ralphed everywhere, but instantly felt better. So then I yep. naturally went out and kept drinking and, and had a blast. Um, and then the other time, Pat, was when we went to my mom's cousin's wedding in the city. And yeah, that was, it that was, was awesome. I think it was at Macy's, like on top of Macy's or Marshall Fields or something. I got so hammered, I was licking the, the nipple of mannequins in the store on the way out. <laughs> it was hilarious. We have a picture we have, of we it. We have photo evidence of this also. Um, so we went back to the room and we ordered so room funny. service. And I was eating eating chicken tenders, dipping them in ranch dressing, then was drinking the ranch dressing, and then went in the bathroom and just... <laughs> I just remember looking at Jimmy, and he was as white as the ranch white. dressing, I just and then he just disappeared, white. and I was like, oh, yeah. So puked everywhere. The next day, we're out to breakfast. Mike orders strawberry pancakes. I try and take a bite and spill <laughs> them in his lap. An entire order of strawberry whipped cream pancakes in his lap. And to what to the point you guys made similar thing because I wasn't at home and I was like sweating and I was hot I was, it was miserable. So those are the four worst times of my life post drinking. How long ago was the, the wedding? That was like ten years ago. Yeah. Oh, because yeah, I, was like I wasn't two, twenty three. I wasn't twenty one yet. Pat, with gotcha, Pat, gotcha, that was gotcha. the same night where where a um, a bus boy found a random bag of weed. And gave it to my mom or something, and mom was like, "Here, Pat, hold on to this." And you were like, "Okay." Everyone <laughs> thought that it was mine, right, like I it dropped really it or yours. something. And I was like, "No, it's not mine." <laughs> and then Joey actually gave it to me. I think, oh, okay, like Joey cool. had it, and he was like, "Here, we'll just take it." And I was like, "All right." <laughs> we smoked out of a an apple. Uh, 
right? Yeah. Uh, no, it was uh, we smoked out of a, a Coors Light can. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Classic crackhead <laughs> shit. It was awesome. It's a good time. Fun wedding. All right. <clears throat> we do have some actual stuff we want to talk about. First being, big announcement this week. Maybe not really that surprising, but Spider-Man is back in the MCU for at least two movies. And um, wrapping up the trilogy of the Spider-Man Homecoming trilogy. And then an additional appearance in what probably like an ensemble, whatever next Avengers they have or something like that. And I feel like there's either two ways, or it seems like there's two ways that this could go. Because it's not slated to come out until 2021, which I think we talked about how there was an opening in like summer 2021, and we figured they had wanted it for Spider-Man. So they make they strike the deal. Spider-Man is going to be then, and I think they're going to try and maybe make an extended deal between now and then. And then if they can't make an extended deal, then I think they're going to begin trying to write Spider-Man out of the MCU. They're, they've got to come to some sort of deal because, I mean, they make a huge point that that it's only for one un- ensemble movie. Right. So one solo, and, one ensemble movie? So two total movies, yeah. yep. But, like, it was... I mean, you think of all the MCU movies where Robert Downey Jr. was in almost every one for the last ten years. Right. Like, the fact that they're literally only allowing him one appearance in one other movie is pretty telling that they're not I mean I think Sony still has Marvel's nuts in a vice as far as that deal goes because you you have to think if they're if they're really focusing that much on getting him to be like the central focus of the MCU it wouldn't be just for one ensemble movie but I I think there's still going to be more talks as time goes on um the other big thing they said was also that um they're gonna start trying to tie in the sony um spider-verse uh into the mcu a little bit so that could be venom could be different storylines that have gone on in there possibly um so i wonder if if this is a for now type thing like this is what we're doing for now, kind of see how things go, or if if they're like, okay, we're not going to continue this, but for our sake and your sake, let's make two more movies happen and then kind of go from there. I, I think it's like the sports equivalent of a bridge deal. Yeah. To where, I I truly think that it's going to end up being a longer term deal because I want I think Marvel wants. Tom Holland to be the center of this. Next I mean, they phase sure as hell have set up for that to be the case, so right. they better get this figured out. Exactly, and for it to only be for two more movies, um, I don't. I don't necessarily think that they're going to make a ton more solo Spider-Man movies. Agreed. But if they're if they're going the route of kind of that Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man arc where they start molding these individual movies into the ensemble movies you have to imagine it's going to be more than just one movie because they plan so far ahead with these villains right. i mean thanos showed up 10, 10 years, years before, ago and yeah, then it, you're right so you got to think that there's going to be more talks as time goes on but 
I mean, I'll take what we have right now from where we were just a month ago. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like if they, I feel like the goal is to try and get a bigger deal in place because, like you said, it seems like they've kind of not put all their eggs in one basket with Tom Holland, but they definitely they threw a hell of a lot of them in that basket. Right, and then for that to to kind of you know blow up the way it did over the summer, it's exciting to see something come together. But like I said, if I feel like if they can't get a deal together, then you know Marvel. And Disney, they can't really... I mean, I guess it's like no skin off their back, but you can't really just keep going back and forth like that. You kind of got to commit to a new a new way. So, I don't know. Hopefully, they can get something long-term because Tom Holland's like 22 or something like that. He could play this role for, a while. you know, another four, five, six years. Um, so, we'll see. Hopefully Kevin can get it done. He will. And Kevin, Kevin, what do we call him? Just Kevin. Kevin and Kevin, we trust. Yes. He's just Kevin just now. Kevin. All right. He's just the He's one single name, name status. Fish, fish, fire. Kevin. Marvel Kevin. Marvel Kevin. I like that. <laughs> All right. So we're recording. It's one forty-five. Central Standard Time on Sunday. So we're right in the middle of the first slate of NFL games. Uh, Thursday night, Eagles beat the Packers, what was it, 34-27? Yep. Um, yes. Offensive affair. Um, and then we got the Bears and Vikings playing later on this afternoon. Um, the What are the Lions doing still? They were tied with the Chiefs last I saw. Uh, yeah, it was 13-13 last time I saw an update. So Lions hanging tough as they have the first few weeks. A lot of uh, this is a big week, I guess, for the NFC North, especially with the Packers already losing and the other teams trying to kind of take advantage of that. So um, Andy, I guess we could start there since that's the only game we've seen completed. Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on the Packers after um, losing out on Thursday night to the Eagles? Um, I... I wasn't shocked. I thought the Eagles were kind of underachieving their first three games. A lot of injuries um, the first couple of games for them, too. Exactly. So. And then Peterson uh, sat a bunch of guys during practice, kind of raised some eyebrows. Um, but he said it was all because of health reasons, and it ended up working out because they came back, a uh, bunch of guys off the injury report. Their offense looked really good. Um from a Packers standpoint, it's something, it's kind of the story that we knew. Um, I think their offense is looking better and better every week. Um, pass defense is phenomenal. Run defense is atrocious. And the run defense, uh, we were talking about it in our text thread, um, it, it was always going to be a weakness because they went out, they got pass rushers, they drafted corners, they, they got Amos. So everything from a pass defense standpoint, they upgraded. They kept Kenny Clark, who's great D-tackle, but their inside linebackers are weak. Blake Martinez is, I'd say, a decent middle linebacker, but their other their other middle linebacker, well, they play a 3-4, so inside linebacker, I should call it, um, is kind of been a revolving door. They haven't found anybody that's been solid there, so... 
it was going to be a weakness, and it's been a weakness throughout the entire year. They just can't stop the run. But their pass defense is phenomenal. Uh, all their draft their draft picks that they've gone, Darnell Savage has looked really good. Kevin King from two years ago, Jari Alexander from one year ago, all look really good. So I'm not concerned from that standpoint. Like I said, the offense is still turning up a little bit, getting kind of feeling itself out. Um, I think this was the first game where I felt Matt LaFleur kind of got outcoached. Yeah. The Um, defense didn't look good that game at all, but he cost them the game, in my opinion. You had, what, six chances from the one-yard line and you couldn't score? Yeah, and that, they, that's he didn't he do all passes there? Too? Yes, that's what I'm saying. It was, it was bad, bad play calling by him, and as bad as that defense was, they should still be 4-0, I think, because he shit the bed. Yep. Which, he's, um, a, he's a rookie head coach, and those games are going to happen. You just and, and they're in a position where they're 3-1, and one, but when, when you have a chance to win and you shit the bed, I think it just hurts a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, not having Devontae Adams for those two drives Hurt really showed, time. too. Right. I forgot about that. Because um, he went ape shit Thursday night. Yeah, exactly. He was going nuts. And Philly's secondary, Could not cover all him. sorts of banged up and bad. Dude, Devontae and Maddox is probably the worst football player I've ever seen in my life. Not. Yeah, not he, he, got, got, he, got, he, got he got destroyed later in that game. Not Glad that he's okay, but me and Sean were sitting there watching the game, and we were just talking about how bad he was. Yeah, yeah. he was in every replay, just and having no idea where the ball is, game, and yes. yeah. and he was their number one corner option, right? Like, it, yeah, Philly secondary, real bad. So, two things from Matt Lafour's standpoint: um, the six plays from the one yard line, really bad. Um, oh, man. As good as good as Philly's run defense is um you still got to figure that you should run at least one run up the gut right or send send rogers over the top or something um so that standpoint you should have scored at least one touchdown in those possessions the other thing um i think they punted only like four or five times but they truly should have punted zero times because all the times that they punted, they tried to run the ball. Yeah. And I know that there's a balance in your play calling. And, you know, LaFleur has come up and said that we're going to be a run first team and Aaron Rodgers is going to control the game because we're going to open up pass play action and everything like that. But Philly's pass defense was so bad. They should have been throwing on every single play. Yes. And the the drives that they tried to run the ball and got stuffed every time because Philly's front seven is really, really good, they punted. And it's just, it was super frustrating from that standpoint that they continued to try to establish, it was almost like Nagy when he was trying to force the passing in week one against the Packers. Yes, when they should have been running on them all damn day. Exactly. This was the exact opposite where LaFleur was very focused on trying to run the ball against a very good run defense. Yep. Coaches get in so, their heads sometimes. Exactly. Um, I'm not really concerned. I think I think Petten is going to try to address this glaring run defense issue uh-huh. um, with some different schemes. But from a team standpoint, I, 
through those four teams that we played, I'd say ending up three and one is a pretty damn good result. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm not concerned from from that standpoint. Um. All right. Well, <clears throat> on our end, uh, Bears Vikings today. Um, Jim, I'm just seeing now that Roquan, Roquan Smith is doubtful. Yeah, I just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, personal so. issue. So, um, not good with Hakeem Hicks looking to be out as well. Um, Dalvin Cook day, right? Not a good, not a good day to lose two of your best run stopping defenders. So that definitely changes the outlook of this game, um, which is a big game for NFC North implications. Obviously, if you're the Bears, you don't want to start out 0-2 at home in the division. So no team um, in the NFC North has ever won uh, the, the the NFC North division losing two home division games. I have a question. Quick little stand. And I, I don't think this has ever come up, but say a team goes uh, 6-0 and in the division. Okay loses every single one of their other games so they go six and ten yeah do they win the division doubtful no like from like do the does your division record matter oh no okay no no no. it only matters for like tiebreakers yes so if if another team was seven and nine they would win the division that's a good question got it like i said i I can't ever think of a yeah, I doubt time that that would ever ma- ever matter. But, yeah, I, I just truly didn't know the answer to that, and I was trying to think about it. Yeah, I doubt that's ever happened before either. Well, I shouldn't say I doubt. I just don't know that I have, have ever heard of that happening before. So, interesting question, um, though. So, all of those things considered... Um, so Pat, it was think, just Jim. it was just showed that uh, Akeem Hicks was on the field, running with a brace on his right knee, and inactives are due soon. So we should know whether or not he's playing today. <sighs> well, we'll see. When you hear this, the game will have been played, and you all all know what ha- happened. But obviously, not not ideal. To not have uh, potentially not have your middle linebacker and yeah Roquan and Akeem Hicks are not playing today, so that stinks. That uh, stinks. That sucks. That's okay though. I mean, we still have Eddie Goldman in there. Um, Roy uh, Roy was, Robertson. Yes, Harris. I always say his name wrong. Roy Robertson Harris is playing well. I mean, you know, you just got to go out there and play. Got to ball out. Got to play. Got to see what happens. No that one's going to feel though. sorry for you. Go out there and get shit done. It does suck. You're right. Um, so so what we need to have happen then is the offense needs to score early because Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is on pace to have a record number of low passes or, or low passing attempts, I think. They basically said, we spent $84 million on you. You suck. So we're going to take the ball out of your hands and put it in our running back's hands. But if we build a decent lead, they'll be forced to throw. Then we can unleash our guys on them um, in terms of pass rushers. So it, it, it's not time for the offense to step up, right? The defense has, has carried them in the last two games. 
really three games. They kept them in the Green Bay game. So now it's time for the offense to do its part and make Minnesota have to pass so we can send Khalil Mack and and Leonard Floyd after Kirk Cousins, who craps the bat every time he's here with Minnesota. So that's all I got to say about that. So we'll see. But, yeah, obviously the winner of this game positions themselves much better in the NFC North race right. moving forward right. uh, would be tied with, at 3-1 and one with the Packers. Um, okay, with uh, football season starting to feel like a regular part of our life again, we are reaching the end of Major League Baseball's regular season, which is actually today is the last day of games, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yes, surprisingly, for the first time in five years, uh, the Cubs will not be in the playoffs. Nope. And they just announced today that they will not be bringing Joe Madden back as manager. So, um, you know, kind of the end of what some consider potentially the golden era of Cubs baseball. Obviously, they win a World Series, and like you said, we're in the playoffs for four straight years before this season um and i just honestly can't wait for him to be uh managing on the south side next year it's going to be awesome and uh thank you cubs for that yeah i don't (laughs) there's just so many things wrong here in my opinion letting him be a lame duck coach two years after winning the world series is i don't even know the words to describe that i think it was it was disrespectful I think if you knew you were going to get rid of him, then why did you waste a year, essentially, of of not finding another manager or seeing what you have either within the team or or having another, another It sounded like it was in. truly like World Series win or he was gone. Right, which, again, Pat, like you said, this is the best stretch of Cubs baseball anyone alive or dead has ever witnessed. They averaged 90-plus wins the last five years. The guy won a World Series for the first time in 108. You brought him here after he was let out of his contract with another team, but all of a sudden you're you're sick of I don't know I don't understand. You're sick of winning, like right? And now they're gonna go out and get some some manager that they can control David every Ross. game. Every yes, that that's it. And, the, the, the writing is on the wall. They're going to get Ross, and it, you know everyone loves him. So every idiot Cub fan who doesn't really invest in the team and know what's going on is like, oh, Grandpa Ross, he's back. Cubs are back. No. They would hire him for the sole reason of they would control every move that is going on in the game from the owner's box or wherever they sit. I think that type of manager is is useless, as we saw what happened with – not useless, but look at Boston last year winning the World Series – winning a hundred and some games and then completely shitting the bed this year. And I think a lot of that has to do with their manager. I know there were things people didn't like about Joe, me in particular, how he handled his bullpen, how he had a short leash for guys at times. Our our base running and our and our defense wasn't what it was before, which is especially frustrating because in twenty sixteen we had a historically good defense with mostly the same players back. So fine, tell him that then. Instead, they let him go out of town, which from what I've heard, he wanted to go also because he was sick of the charade. And the, it just, it, it seems like a mess. They're starting to, It's they're very starting, odd to use him as a scapegoat yes, for their yes, problems. Yes, I could not agree with you more. This is the, 
This would be the fifth manager in eight years for Theo Epstein. Something crazy like that. Because uh, backing up his time in Boston. How long do you think he has? He has come out and said that he only likes, uh, not likes, but he believes in like the 10-year mark. After 10 years, your your time has yeah. come to an end. Like you time should to move on. Yeah, you should like um, you should rotate. Yes. management every 10 years or something. And I like believe new- he will enter year nine next year. I think. So, I don't know. He's already come out and said he's not going back to Boston. Put that to rest. Uh, but Theo Epstein is a guy who could go run a freaking movie studio. He could literally do whatever the hell right. he wants. He's that smart. So I don't even know where his head's at. I know. I don't know. It, 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 from where we were three years ago to now is just it, there's a sense. I have a sense of uneasiness because I'm not sure where this is going to go. I think it's finally time to trade some of our core guys. I wouldn't be surprised to see any combo of KB, Rizzo, Schwarber, Willie gone. I think Bryant's a for sure yeah. goner. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Hap or Almora attached to one of those deals also. I think you have to keep Javi because not only is he a great baseball player, but he's a future star of the league and a future face of the league. And I would like to see him bring back Castellanos, but honestly, other than that, I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. No idea. What do you feel about Kimbrel now that they spent all that money on him and he just was dog shit? I think he didn't. He had a very unique off season. Um, and I think I'm I'm really not worried about him. I think he'll come back and be fine. I think circumstances dictated that he needed to be pitched in certain situations where he really wasn't ready from a physical standpoint. And I think with a full off season and him getting healthy, he he'll be fine. But but again, we have a whole freaking bullpen we have to rework. Like I don't, I don't want to say this team's a mess because they're not, but I feel like they're at a point where if they don't hit on the majority of their moves next year things could turn into a mess and again when you're when you're starting a brand new network like you literally can't afford for that to happen so he, he, Theo and Jed have a lot of work through this offseason they better get it right they definitely do as far i mean they're going to have to figure out over the next 2 or 3 years who they want to pay right who they want to trade um yeah it's going to be an interesting couple of off seasons i think this one is going to be huge for them um but I, I think it's going to kind of be that way for the next two or three off seasons yeah. is really, you're going to see some big name shifting, see where their uh, loyalties lie with who they want to pay and whatnot. But I think it might yeah. finally be time to send Schwarber because he had a great comeback year and we've seen him be great and then dip for a couple of years. And now maybe the time to pull the trigger on him especially if you're going to resign Castellanos because we just have a have a long ja- log jammed outfield with guys making a lot of money so you can't sit them and he may be the odd man out him and Almora I unfortunately think that they missed uh they missed their opportunity to get Get full value for Schwarber. For sure, yes. That's what I'm saying now I think is the time to pull the trigger because you won't get the haul you once did, but you'll still get get a a, a good amount for him. Because he bounced back a little bit. Oh, yeah, he had 30-plus home runs this year. Um, right. and then thirty seven, I think. If you go out and you try and so did all the, um, the rest of the yeah. MLB. Right, yeah. 
if you go out and try and sign a guy like Garrett Cole and you hope that Darvish, who was just dominant the last couple months of the season, can come back, I think it may be time to move a guy like Lester. I don't think you'll get much for him, but, you know, he did great. He won us a World Series. But, I, I mean, if had they made the— How old is he? 35, I think. He's getting but, a bad but had, game this year. Had they mm-hmm. made it to the playoffs, I couldn't even argue putting him on the roster. He was I know. that he bad. Was that yes, bad. he was that bad yeah. at the end. Maybe, maybe out of the bullpen, and I'm sure they would have just because of of what he has done for us here and Theo and Boston in the past. But we have some. I don't think you bring back Cole Hamels. When healthy, he's still good. No, but he's probably gone. It's uh, it's yeah, it's just interesting what what this team's gonna look like next year because I think it's gonna be vastly different, which is maybe a good thing. Yeah, it's. I mean, in every sport, the salary cap era, and baseball is a little bit easier to dictate because you can pay whatever you want essentially. Sure. Um, but just the competitiveness in professional sports. I mean, people were talking about this being a dynasty of a team and granted they they made the playoffs for five straight years won a world series but it it's just kind of crazy how things turn like that where people thought this was going to be the most dominant team for years and years right and now we're having the conversation of potentially not blowing it up but shipping off some big stars that people thought were going to be in chicago for their entire careers and it's just a crazy. I mean, that's what makes professional sports fun. The best not, reality I mean, TV. Not show when it out happens there is to professional your sports. Yeah. Right. But you, you know look what? At Boston last year they dominated. They didn't. Yep. You know they didn't miss the playoffs this year by like ten games. Right. So at, it's at, just. At the same token, if I were to tell you now that the White Sox would mirror the exact same thing, win ninety some games next year, get booed in the playoffs, win the World Series the year after, and then a couple years after that, the guys they thought were going to be stars weren't. Wouldn't you take that? Because the ultimate goal is a World Series. That's what you want to get. A hundred percent. So you take I that. I would. Definitely. Yeah, but, but, but like you said, Andy, yes, you take it looking at it five years later, but in 2016, I never thought we'd be here right now. Ever. Agreed. So that part is frustrating, but again, what's what's makes sports so great? Yep. Sports. Are yeah, I'd take a, I'd take a World Series in a heartbeat if it meant that it came crashing down two or three years after that. Yep. Because I mean, to an extent, it means it the the dip where the Sox are now and where the Cubs were in twenty ten through twenty fifteen, essentially. It means that that was worth it, right? Right, exactly. Kind of suffering through right. suffering through the rebuild, right? So, well, yeah. Then you know, you mentioned Jim looking ahead. Now, as Sox fans, we're at that point to where we have reasons to be hopeful based on performances on the field this year that we should be an improved team next year, pending good health, obviously. But Lucas Giolito turned around, from dominant this year. From the worst pitcher in baseball last year to an ace of the staff. And uh, Tim Anderson looks like he's going to end the season as the AL batting champion. Yep. Um, Luis Robert looked like Dan Judd in a softball game and Triple <laughs> right? A just. Well, yeah. Mankata's going to end up 320, 25 homers, 80 RBIs, Eloy through 270. Uh, and his average was like 227 at the, at the yeah, mid August. So, 
Um, 270, 30 homers, 80 RBIs. There's a lot of positives moving forward. Jimmy mentioned Luis Robert just dominating AAA. So um, get Kopech back next year. Um, Dane Dunning and um, hopefully Rodon later in the year. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like a, it's looking like a formidable roster. There's actual reason for excitement on the south side for the first time in, you know, four or five years now. So, looking real quick, I don't think the Cubs had one guy. Oh, they had Castellanos, who's the only guy batting over 300 on their team. And he, he wouldn't even come close to qualifying for right, exactly. bats, right? Right. No, no, I don't think so. So, wow, that's... Well, and for most, I mean, up until, even now. So, the Cubs are, are probably going to end the season... With a plus 100 run differential, and they'll be the first team to do that and miss the playoffs ever, pretty sure. Really? Wow. Wow. Yeah, wow, I was wow. actually the other day, I was just looking at the standings. I saw their huge run, dif- run differential, and just thinking about how crazy that is that they end up missing the playoffs with those kind of numbers. I mean, th- don't get me wrong, their run differential has been high all year, but that series against Pittsburgh where they scored 50 runs and gave up like 10 over three <laughs> games also had a huge impact yeah. as to why it is the way it is. Yeah, but they're plus 106. It, it's it's just crazy to see that how... Wow, dude. I mean, they Houston's had nine, plus 277. Dude, Houston... <laughs> If they don't win the World Series, I don't know. Okay, how about this for a second? Could you imagine being the Dodgers? You have a historically great team also, but you've run into teams who have just They're been a little bit better each year. Like, that's crazy. Right? Yeah. Crazy. I'm excited for the – I'm more excited for the playoffs than normal because, honestly – there's no chance the Cubs win this year. And that was part of it watching the last few years. Always feeling like they're just going to like kick it into gear and go on the run. Right. And like they when they lost that wild guard game last year, I was I was shocked, but I was pumped. Dude, shocked and like I just didn't – like the, the season never – it felt like it wasn't even over yet, but it had been over for five days and I still wasn't like, <laughs> over the fact that they weren't playing baseball. How about Philly having a chance to finish at best – Two games over five hundred at worst at five hundred. Yeah, that's whew, man. Yeah, the uh, playoffs will be exciting. It it sucks for the AL I'm, that there could be a potential hundred win team out round one. Well, this is the first year ever there's been four hundred win teams in the same season. Oakland has ninety seven wins and they're in the freaking wild card. Right. Minnesota had three hundred home runs this year. First team never do that. Crazy. Man, man alive. I mean, that could happen, though. I mean, you could have. I mean, that will end up happening. There's a, like the, probably a hundred. The AL, up... the AL side of the playoffs is going to be awesome. Yeah, because there's going to be two hundred win teams playing each other in the first round. So at least one, you know, obviously one of them is going to go home in the AL. I think that Yankees and Twins will play, and then the Houston will play the winner of Tampa and uh, Oakland. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're right. Also, wild that Tampa quietly just somehow quietly ninety six wins was really right. Right, Boston eighty three wins only. Yeah, dude, baseball. It's crazy how it can turn year to year, dude. Mm -hmm. Right, so crazy. (sighs) 
So ne- until next year, I guess I'm sure unless something major happens with baseball, we're not gonna be talking about it much. Winter meetings. Yup. How many days till pitchers and catchers report, Jim? Oh gosh. <laughs> Come on, Jim, know. if you don't if you don't question. know that, like, what do we even have you on here for, bro? It's probably like a hundred. I was gonna say a hundred something. Okay. Give or take. All right. Last thing I wanted to talk about was something that kind of came on my radar. Um, just a few days ago, and there's a trailer that came out for a movie that Adam Sandler's his new movie gonna be coming out, I think in October, called Uncut Gems, and it's a serious role about an uncircumcised man. Yes, it's about an uncircumcised wiener, Jimmy. No. I said man, not wiener. Get your head out of the gutter. Okay. <laughs> what? So. He plays a jewels a jewel dealer. I don't jewelry dealer, diamond dealer. I don't even know what it would be considered technically, but um, and it looks like from the trailer, which if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's kind of intense, but basically he uses uh, money that he makes like selling jewels for other people and gambles it, and then gets in like huge gambling debt, and all of a sudden all this heat starts coming down on him and stuff, but. Again, a serious role, which is kind of outside the norm for Adam Sandler. But uh, I saw a couple articles come out after the trailer dropped talking about how he's um, in early consideration for like an Oscar nomination for this role, which is kind of interesting. Even when I watched the trailer, like I knew it was a serious trailer, but I kept expecting him to say something funny. So I feel like um, it'll like once you get over that though it'll probably end up being a pretty cool movie and i don't feel like it looks legit yeah i don't feel like like the storyline's pretty cool kevin garnett is in it and i saw some tweets saying that he actually is really good in it so um you know i I feel like these are these things that come out it's not like just people don't just go out on a whim saying things like that usually when when things or trailers are released we saw it with joker how like that slowly started to build up as like a real oscar contender so mm-hmm. um i think that would be cool at this point in adam sandler's career because um i feel like people either love him or hate him and the people that hate him are just kind of jealous because he made a s- awesome career just off being like real goofball but um that would be cool to see adam sandler get make like a late career push as like a serious actor the, the trailer looks awesome, um, and I I heard about this movie before the trailer dropped, and I heard that Mike Francesa was in it, yeah. what? and Kevin Garnett, and I was just like, this just, I can't imagine this being good. Um, I heard about the plot, and I heard it was more of a serious role, and then the trailer dropped, and it kind of got me jacked up for this movie, because... The trailer is legit. It looks intense. Pat, like you said, it it is kind of weird to look at Adam Sandler in that light. To kind of not just expect him to break into some weird voice and say something funny. But the whole time, I mean, the trailer was super intense. Um, Looks like the movie's going to be that way the whole time. Um, But I'm excited. I, I hope that it lives up to the trailer hype because there's definitely... Um, plenty of movies that you know drop awesome trailers and then end up sucking. Yep. And the best parts of the entire movie are in the trailer, um, which is, I think, trailers are kind of a hidden art 
um, to where to where you can really get people jacked up for a movie um, and go see it. I feel like they should give Oscars for trailers, like best trailer. I, I think so too. Those, I mean, there's some real good ones. Uh, it's I'm excited for it. It it kind of came out of nowhere. Like I said, I had read about it a while ago, but. I, I think it is coming out pretty soon though, right? I think it's I think October, so sometime next month. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I definitely it's all Guys, of a sudden it's out. like on my radar though. And, and I... <laughs> so today, <laughs> the Lions have had a touchdown overturned, and then Stafford fumbles, and then they just had a play where Carryon Johnson fumbles at the goal line, and Casey returns at a hundred yards for a touchdown. They had four straight drives where they fumbled. But Detroit's back, huh, people? Detroit was never fucking here. How about that? Whoa. Strong words, Jim. Yeah. What did Detroit ever do to you? uh, They're only down four. Nothing, really. I guess they've never done anything really bad to me. Sorry, guys. Anywho, check out Uncut Gems. Check out the trailer first when the movie comes out next month. I'm gonna I'm gonna see it. We might have a review in the future. Also, okay, I wanted to bring this up too. So I'm sure you guys have been seeing um, the rapper Takashi Six Nine. Yes. Oh yeah. Who's been arrested for racketeering charges and has been um, on trial this past week, and he's been snitching on people. Did you guys see what Snoop Dogg posted on his Instagram? I did not. In re- I did not. In regards to this. So he's been posting stuff about it recently. And he posted a picture and it was like a side-by-side of one side is Martha Stewart. The other side was that guy, Takashi. And it says, as we watch Takashi 69 or whatever his name is, snitch on everybody. I invite you all to remember Martha Stewart snitched on not one soul during her trial. <laughs> Baby girl kept it ten toes down and ate that prison se- sentence by herself like the true baddie she is. <laughs> That's awesome. That oh my gosh, great. I saw that the other day and I started dying laughing because that was That's hilarious. And very true. Okay, s- lastly, I was... Okay, I couldn't handle this the other day when this popped up on my... You know how ads like will pop up on your, um, on your Facebook, Facebook from time to time, yeah. just randomly. So this um, this ad popped up for this like actor, like F grade actor. Okay. Michael Sequela was his name. Never heard of him. So Jimmy, you no one has ever heard of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> this ad pops up. I don't know if you guys can really. No, okay. Okay. So it says, Michael has two new feature films coming out: El Coyote, an action comedy on October fourth, and Dream Round, a heartfelt golf family film in late February. So the <laughs> it's like these these movie posters were made on like Microsoft Publisher or something like that. It just <laughs> says, Dream Round, a kid stuck living with grandma. Joe lost his family 15 years ago, and a waitress on her down on her luck find happiness together as Joe has the dream <laughs> round of his life. So that's what? the first movie. And then the second movie, the poster, it says, El Coyote, the cartel messed with the wrong cook. Italian mafia versus Mexican cartel. Oh, my God. 
So I'm yeah, here just, for that one. If you're here to support like uh, some low budget actors, check out Michael Sequela, and then it's got a link to his IMDb page. Michael so Sequela. I, right. I, I we like, should get him on the show. I wonder what that says about me that like I'm within his targeted range of people to boost out to. <laughs> That's so. a great I was point. just gonna say, how did that end up on your Facebook ads? You know, I just tend to Google search D to F grade actors <laughs> all the time. That's all I've got. Any anything else, dudes? No, I'm just looking up Michael Sequoia right now and I'm definitely gonna watch <laughs> one of those movies. <laughs> all right. Uh, Quick update, Vontez Perfect ejected for Helmet to Helmet Hit. Oh my gosh, Shocker. we're so surprised. Classic Vontez. Vontez Perfect. Classic. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate the support. If you don't already, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Bros Let's Talk. Our podcast page is broseletstalk.podme.com, and you can download us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, for Jimmy and Andy, this is Pat. Later, dudes. See you. All right. Let's on the menu. Hey, goodbyes! <laughs> 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 <laughs>